Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dope Black Podcast. Dope Black. This is the Dope Black Dad Podcast. My name is Marvin Harrison. We're here today. This is our first in-person podcast ever. I'm here today with Umar, Marvin, and Marlon. How are you? All good. Yeah, yeah, can't good. complain, man. It's so man. underwhelming. You, men are so trash. Oh my god. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, man's cool. You know, like obviously, like it's New Year and that, like super blessed over. Yeah, it. yeah. Like these guys, <laughs> we don't even talk like that. These guys are more like. Oh, actually, the cheese was a little bit off. I didn't like it. That's who we are. This is a podcast. It's like this. It's like yeah, man's cool. Still, like, obviously, like out here and doing bits. Yeah, man. These times in your job, you're like, no, actually, I think the report could have been a lot tidier. Actually. I felt, I felt like you missed some. <laughs> Recommendations. <laughs> oh, What's going on, man? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. This is like a beautiful moment. We've never actually all been together. Like, we managed to do uh, lunch at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. Umar fell asleep. We don't talk about that yet. <laughs> Umar fell asleep, yeah. Like, he actually was doing the madness that day. Like, he was working out, carrying babies, saving lives, and he just passed out, like, full on, mouth open, like, top of the world. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, that, no, no. I think I do remember it was a bit of a mad day that day. So I have pictures and yeah. I feel. I feel if I speak to the editor of this podcast, he would inter. Was it on top of the yeah. inter interplay on top of the edit? <laughs> and, you, and then you'd be receiving legal letters from my. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is how I roll. Doesn't know Umar is in the legal profession, Nigerian, and he's in Essex, and he loves Supermall, and none of those things are connected at all. <laughs> All by chance. <laughs> what did you do for New Year's Eve, man? What did you do, Marlon? Oh, man, that's a mad one. So, <clears throat> so I planned to do nothing uh, but annoy my family. My sister was having a party and I had just got there. And you know, you've always got that friend in your circle that's mm. just on random activity. Mm. So he hit me up on the yo. And I was like, we're getting out. <laughs> I'm 15 again. So uh, we went and met him and he had some cousins over from America who bought tickets, but not all of them had come. 
and we went to I didn't know at the time it was super duper fly big up Sean um, so we we went in and they're larger than that like, Emily's thing super, not super yeah yeah yeah, yeah. DJ it was at um, the bowling place on Brick Lane yeah yeah she was doing that absolute for years absolute vibe yeah. so I turned up there didn't know it was the super duper fly uh, the Americans were at the door like yo uh, those are my boys and so the bouncer sort of stepped to the side mm. and we just walked in wow uh, we saw in New Year's it was fantastic brilliant night uh, then uh, we left and went to another place called the Golden Bee, which yeah. is in uh, oh. Shoreditch. Yeah, yeah, we knew a bouncer there. Huh. Um, we got access. Was went it quite upstairs. adult in there? Very adult in there. Oh, Very adult. Mm. oh no, they can pick up the cues, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the benefit of the pep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> went and had a fantastic time. Um, then I've got another good friend called Rankin who was at Stone Love. Mm. Do you know Stone Love? Stone Love is, Love is mm. proper grown people things. Grown, grown mm. people and very Caribbean Jamaican, mm. extremely Jamaican, extremely. Mm. So uh, we, we went in there and it was, yeah, yeah. What does was, that mean? It was, it was a mad one still. Do you know what it was? The, the, the most interesting part was the interaction with the DJ and and the participants. Mm. So the DJ uh, was standing on top of the deck area, mm, right. uh, screaming into the mic, uh, obscenities to the crowd. Oh, was he speaking Patois? He was. <laughs> so one of them was like, if your wig is fresh and untangled and your front clean, <laughs> Make some noise Then the woman next to me Was like My wig on properly My front is clean But this is to me I'm like "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Look (laughs) But then there was Other people in the crowd Doing the same thing Like to the DJ Like no you know me My wig them straight Everything nice And this went on For a minute then wow. they played some music. There was a flower wall. Uh, you could buy a whole bottle of Ray and Nephews. Um, you don't wow. dare ask for a chaser. Uh, <laughs> wow. It went on for time. The lights came on about five. Everyone continued. Um, yeah, it was, uh, and it was a- actually a great night. I had a really, really, I haven't had a, uh, wow. a New Year's Eve like that for a long time. Mm. Obviously, you know, the history with the events, obviously I'm famous out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't done that for a this very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to have really big mm. club yeah. nights uh-huh. uh, back in the day. Student ones or? <laughs> Liqu- up, liquid illuminators? Uh, Marvin Harrison, oh. for him. he had the really small, Mm. Do you remember the oh, tiny okay. ones at the unis? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, that turned into TV shows. It's fine. No, you know what? We obviously Sunday show being on Channel AKA uh, at the time. Channel AKA was the premier place to go yeah, for. Uh, well, no, you could, but <laughs> yours was not on there. So <laughs> therefore, <laughs> my whole music video Dev, was on there. Dev. Oh, you have, you have a music video. Yeah, take it out. It was in there. What, where did it chart? To 200? Uh, we didn't really want to go down the main. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was on there. Then you pay for it to be on there, but nobody requested it enough. Right. And what was your PRS check for that? All right. Still getting it now. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, sorry. forgot the camera. Yeah. Live. Yeah. Live. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do, Marvin? What, what, what does no, the steam? I'm, I'm living vicariously through Marlon, man. Oh, I wow. am proper chilled. So my son, he developed um, chicken pox. Literally a couple of days before Christmas. People still yeah, get that. Yeah, exactly. I completely people like, still get that. Exactly that. <laughs> Even done that. Didn't the Brits create that or something? Pull it in blankets <laughs> in like the seventy nine. Still going around. That happened in. Like, I got um, chicken pox in primary school, so it feels like a world away when mm. it happened. Mm. But yeah, he got he's twelve, and so that just kind of he didn't write off Christmas, but mm. it was more of a somber Christmas yeah. and more of a relaxed um, New Year's. So yeah, I just ended up watching the 
they said they weren't going to be fireworks, but they were fireworks on TV and the drones mm, yeah. and everything like that. So yeah, I just ended up watching that, just chilling with family. It's mm. the most yeah. mature shit ever. What about you, man? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. My uh, sister-in-law had gone to Jamaica, actually, because it was their 10-year wedding anniversary. Sick. So they were due to come back just before Christmas, mm. but they got COVID. So mm. they ended up having to isolate out there for 10 days. So they flew back on New Year's Eve. Sick. So the whole family, basically, we surprised them. Uh, so we went around to their house, like got this nice Turkish takeaway um, that they that they liked and stuff. So we chilled there, but then we went back home to actually do New Year celebration, which was very much me drinking schler, watching <laughs> the, the fireworks uh, on, yeah. on BBC. Kids stayed up. Did Happy New Year and then it was like, okay, time for bed. And that was mm. it. So, nice chilled one. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We're quite majority. Yeah, well, I think we're quite grown up. I quite like us being grown up. What did you do? <laughs> I think, what cheese did you eat when you was counting in mid- midnight? Uh, <laughs> what crackers? Yeah. <laughs> did you go M&S? Was it, was it M&S ones? With well, the... There was some M&S goods during Christmas. I yeah. feel like you yeah. only shop in M&S. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like if someone made you go Aldi, you would like slit your wrist. And start <laughs> you know what? I rate Aldi and mm. Lidl. Like mm. my turkey came from Lidl. Really? Yeah, yeah. Is it because you did it late and there was no else? No, no, no. Literally, I've I've gone Lidl or Aldi last few years. And mm. Turkey's quite good. And also, I always maintain that it's about what you do with the meat. It's like how you know the cook. There was there, yeah. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, it's what you. And I, I say this not as the person that actually did anything with it. Right. I ate it, uh, but you know. Oh, I went okay. This is interesting. You know, but no, it was. Um, producer, could you edit those? <laughs> That keep because <laughs> he said, "What do you do with the meat?" <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that I've, I've just I've just memed myself. You have, <laughs> we have, we haven't had a viral moment in a while, so this is it. Okay, cool. And what else did you do with the meat? How how did it work for you in your mouth? Sorry, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> it, do you know? No. <laughs> Don't have it. Don't have it. I started started thinking about a response. I was like, no, I'm not going there. Because whatever I say now, that's it. That'll be the meme. Yeah, that's it. That's my 2022 done. It wasn't going to be that great anyway. Boris is on some mad thing. It's going to close the country down next week. So it doesn't make a difference. Um, It's weird because my Christmas, yeah, was meant to go to my mum's. And we got COVID as well. So on Christmas Eve, so basically the, co- the threshold for going to my mum's house was higher than actually like any other government guideline. Mm. So uh, I was allowed out of my house. Uh, I passed all the tests for that, but I hadn't passed the test and threshold to go to my mum's house. So I found out on Christmas Eve that I wasn't gonna be able to go there. So I went to MS on Christmas Eve and I actually bought a turkey for the first time ever in my life. Mm. It was huge. It was like 62 pounds. Oh, it was nice. the only one they had left. Wow. And it was a real bird like I you know when you buy chicken from the supermarket it's like so cut up and ready to go that you're just like you don't Mm -hmm. take it in that it's an animal anymore Mm -hmm. and like even if you get a whole chicken it's like the neck is not there but when I when I got the turkey there was a neck there was like a giant neck in it I could see the texture of the skin was different I was like oh this is an animal isn't it this is a really big big thing so as a city person who probably hasn't seen an actual fully grown turkey before it took some processing to be able to eat it Mm. Um, but I did I seasoned it the night before Like a real person I also bought a, a piece of beef as well I felt like a real man I had a beef And I had a turkey And I had all the signs And I went too ham I went way too big For my Four people family Like any children My children are four and two, four and six They eat like handfuls of food yeah. I made enough for 15 people <laughs> <laughs> And it's because my head couldn't compute What? How do you do this small So I just went really big mm. uh, So the Christmas day was uh, really good and then, uh, on Boxing Day, I I flew to South Africa 
And I spent New Year's Eve in Cape Town. Was it Cape Town? In Cape Town. Mm. And we didn't really have a plan. So we just stayed on a rooftop all day drinking. And then uh, at camp that countdown, someone was just like, yeah, come to our house. So we was around people. And then one minute passed, I went home. Like it was just like 1201. Mm. We're done. Everyone was still kissing in the corner. And mm. like, I was like, all right, well, that sounds like I'm out. And I went home. <laughs> um, and it was really nice to start the day because I woke up on New Year's Day relatively my faculties together mm. and I just I think I went on the mountain I think I went Table Mountain mm. and, st- and stood on the mountain and did some reflection nice. um, and I think that's the new pace to start the year mm. like it's cool to like hang out and do a big countdown but if you go until all the way till 5am you start your day just a little bit un- not, not in the best mm. sense mm. Um, also Cape Town is just beautiful like if you've mm. ever been and you've seen it it's incredible so it kind of that's more important than the like other stuff mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't laughed so much well, like it's weird because I was working incredibly hard and long hours, but the moments we did, so we'd do like a lunch uh, on a wine farm or something. Mm. And the laughter at that table for that one hour was like worth a day's worth of joy. Mm. And then in the evenings, it was just a lot of mixing with people. Um, there's loads of stuff that we're doing out there. So it's kind of like, imagine like having 15 projects and everyone's dope that you're doing it with. So you're kind of just like, you're not really working, but you're working mm. and you're seeing progress and you're like, this is, this is a weird way of working. And I came home mm. and the vibrations were so different. Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I, I feel like coming home made me realize how difficult it's been right. for everybody. Mm. Because every time I spoke to someone, they were like, I ain't been out. Mm. I've been home. Mm. I'm here with my kids. I'm here with, and they're just chilling because the idea of going out and reaching out just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And I know that there was an element of like, even though the restrictions were lifted, it was a bit like, I don't feel safe. I don't feel like being around people. Yeah. I'm going to chill. And I think everyone's become a lot more grateful and family centric with very simple things. So you don't need to go hard. And I think that's really, really beautiful. And I kind of feel like I, I came from this like high of being on rooftops and on the beach and reflecting and meditating in the sun and shit. And I came home and I, I just, I just kind of like felt the mood. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I became grateful because, you know, to be able to even go and do that, like is, is, is a really big thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I realized that if I, if I don't intentionally rest, and I can only rest if I if I move away from what I'm doing. Mm. I will create wherever I am. I, I create there. I'm working as normal. So it was great to kind of do that. Um, and then I've been back for like three weeks, but it's been, it's been, I haven't really done anything. I've kind of just like got back in and I, I you know, my routine with the kids is so, it's so like, uh, it's, it's so intense. Mm. So like I, I wake up and I go see them at six and I arrive at six, I clean the house mm. and then like make breakfast take them to school 9.30 I start working I work all the way until 6 and then I probably go back and get them and hang out again or I'm like reading and like I start reading and shit mm. yo I don't read I don't like I don't do anything analog so I'm trying to put analog things in my life I'm trying to put things that are physical mm. I clean up more mm. I do things with my hands more I built a, a kitchen cabinet for like shits that can't enough it can't fit in my kid my, my bathroom but that's a whole other story I just I just do more stuff like that and mm. I think um uh you know that that is what I think I've learned in this pandemic is like doing things in 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 that are a bit more analog and a bit offline mm. not working all the time not mm. doing stuff and creating stuff all the time so I've had a really good start to the year and then I had a, a I woke up this morning so grateful mm. and um I was trying to explain to just everyone like 
we've, we've got to like bring it down to a value or like something simple mm-hmm. because I think when we went, I think before pandemic there was this real energy of like I'm gonna do it was all like I'm gonna get a new job yeah. I'm gonna get a new house yeah. I'm gonna you know yeah. just these big ambitions mm. and then I think everyone got gut punched like mm. no you're not mm. and and you had to reconcile with your dreams changing your life changing your commitments changing mm-hmm. and the people that fought it got the most headache the most challenges the people that accepted it yeah. early and then just adjusted have had a pretty you know it's been tough mentally but they've mm. had a pretty mm. different experience and so i'm trying to get into the simplicity of it so that this is my richness this is like yo we're together this is great yeah um and i want to i want to keep that going and that that's fun for me but i think also i'm just trying to be really disciplined um because like so much has changed and i and i, and I appreciate what it could have been mm. um how would how would like you know last year was was weird for me but like how, how was it for you like how do you reflect on your whole year did you your intention set in last year january did it manifest in any way were you present to what was going on so so i i, I set my i got so i got made redundant in last year november mm. uh, 2020 sorry the year before 2020 november and then set up my business um which was which was good mm. and manifested well you do you manifest it but you you sort of build on on your you know your creativity your networks and and made it work Mm. forged a a career out of nothing essentially Mm. um so the pandemic has been good for me because it gave me time to think and me and Uma were talking before um having to go to work I had a corporate job before so having to go to to work and pattern up the kids before work you don't have that time to think mm. so so you know I have to deliver those eight hours mm. and then the three hours before I have to make sure my kids are my daughter's ready and then the hours after I want to rest because I'm tired so I don't have time to free think and think about setting up a business or what my future plans are climbing the corporate ladder is fine you can do that fill in an application you become slightly more senior but what the furlough did and the pandemic did was actually give me four months to sit back reevaluate, and actually see where i needed to go obviously you had the fear of getting covid and the fear of losing your job but it was like working on a plan b mm. um <clears throat> so 2020 was really good. Um, it helped me set the the the, the stone in motion, essentially, um, and really propelled me. 2021 really uh, propelled me. So I'd laid almost laid the foundations and just built on that. Um, and it sounds people think that setting up a business is is quite difficult to do, but essentially what what I did is is all the back office stuff. You know, get your website and your accounts and all of that stuff. But mm. I looked at all of the skills that I had learned mm. over my career so uh, all the raw ones project management program management Mm. influencing Mm. stakeholder management all the things I'd learned and then I marketed them to my network Mm. Um, so everyone in my network I wrote to them and said look I'm going freelance this is what I can do and this is how I can help your business and Mm. tailored it to that and then loads of people were sort of almost waiting for that response yeah i mean like they wanted that assurance or somebody who's a little bit experienced to to come and help Mm -hmm. them um so it it was you know and i didn't expect that Mm -hmm. i didn't even working for beloved i sort of didn't expect that and the conversation was uh with beloved was you know can you help us deliver some courses and i was like well you know i can write report Can, can you help us deliver and you know what I mean can you help us revise a strategy and stuff like that and I can mm. do all of that um, and then it, it, ju- it just grew it just mm. grew and grew grew out of that so um, 
it was a really a really good reflection mm. um and literally jumping into the abyss which we don't often get to do mm. yeah, yeah um and you know i've often thought like what would have happened if we never had the pandemic and i would have definitely been playing it safe yeah, in yeah. the corporate world you know sort of remodeling myself to try and get that next sort of yeah. much more senior role or try and move across government or try you know you'd be trying some sort of mm. uh sort of linear angle mm. rather than actually having a look at the business and <clears throat> or, or the business aspects or entrepreneurial aspects yeah. of, of what we do um, and it's sort of opened up a whole nother world of possibilities and things you can do things you can open and people that want to help mm. you know it's the first time in my career senior black people have opened doors mm. you know what I mean so you sort of stepped up that that echelon because um, you know when when we are in senior positions if we're going to pull someone up they're going to be just as good as us or even better mm. you know what I mean and being able to access that and present in that way mm. and it's really interesting so you would you in the corporate world you present yourself as you know a good middle manager mm. but presenting yourself as you know Marlon mm. the entrepreneur knows a little bit about government knows a little bit about you know um, entrepreneurialism mm. knows a bit about this that is much more appealing mm. and what you can do is undo people's problems in a different way mm. so they, they see you through a completely different yeah. light yeah um, so yeah it's, it's it's been it's been really reflective it's been really good and it's worked for me apart from when I got uh, COVID mm. uh, uh, you know, yeah, 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 that was painful. But. What about you, Marvin? What, what did you did you set any intentions? Because not everyone believes in it. Some people think it's nonsense. What I did think, you? Look I think at? for me, I set some similar to what Marlon was saying. Actually, I think twenty twenty was like firefighting, mm. um, especially working in local government. You didn't know how long it's going to last for, yeah. so you're working flat out seven days a week. You know, you're being dynamic, but then as time went on, you're just getting more and more drained. Mm. I think one thing I noticed in 2020 was burnout. Mm. Before I'd heard about burnout and I thought, you know, it happens to other people, but I thought, nah, man, I'm man, like this, this, this ain't happening to <laughs> yeah, me. But yeah, yeah. yeah nah, it got real in 2020. So yeah, 2021, I just kind of stepped back and I thought I need to enjoy my time as well. Mm. As much as I need to work and be efficient, I need to do things that I enjoy. Mm. So um, I got into cycling quite a bit. Sure. So me and one of my boys, we did quite a bit of cycling and we just jumped on the bike. We thought, you know what, let's... Let's go south end. And then we just cycled to south end, get the train back. Cycle to Reading, get the train back. So we just did a few things like that. Wow. And I, I found the satisfaction of setting a goal, knocking it down, achieving it, and then coming back. Mm. That, that I found that to be really, really um, kind of like positive and it helped to change my mindset. Um, with, with Dope Black Dads, I did a few things as well. So I did a few like um, a few events where I might speak on a panel and stuff like that. And I just found doing things outside work gave me a lot of satisfaction. Mm. So it's like 2020, I was focusing on work quite a bit. 2021 focusing on doing things outside of work and exactly what Marlon said it's about creating that hybrid where now who am I as a person mm. so I'm not just work I'm not just outside work I'm not just a father mm. it's all the elements and I think that's what I want to focus on this year that's really bringing that together yeah. and being one complete person yeah. and, and not feeling the burnout from one particular role or only getting my satisfaction from another yeah. but yeah just kind of creating that balance as well yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it what about you Omar? yeah I think start of the pandemic was, was interesting because I wasn't working at that point um, and kind of, at, I think the initial part of it, the first three months, was that obviously, obviously everyone was at home, but spending time, you know, doing all school schooling and stuff. And then I started a new job um, around June of that year, and I think for me, the pandemic is all the way I see it. It, it was a blessing because mm. I think it allowed me to really evaluate my life because I think at, up to that point, I was kind of a bit lost in the mm. sense of mm. I kind of lost my identity. I lost a sense of who I was because I think for so long trying to make partner in a law firm was kind of what was 
my defining goal. Mm. And it was kind of like, that was what I wanted to do, but then kind of putting the blinkers on on everything else that was going on mm. around me. And I think now not having that as a goal mm. and kind of setting out, you know, just working on self. So that meant like, you know, during the pandemic, got into running, um, you know, going to the gym, um, and and also looking after my mental health because I think that's one thing that I haven't that I hadn't taken value of a lot mm. in my life, which is I think not dealing with a lot of issues from like when I was growing up. And I think we've we've you know we've talked about mental health quite a lot. We've talked about you know the impact of things that have happened to you as a child mm. manifesting itself as an adult. And I think I never really fully appreciated. I think until the pandemic. I was like, wow, okay, there's a lot of shit I need to do. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's been going on that's kind of resulted in some of the behaviors, mm. and some of the some of the way that I am as a person, which I don't like. Mm. So it's kind of like, okay, how do I address that? So, you know, yeah, did did some therapy during the pandemic. It was okay. Um, but then I recently restarted doing it about ooh, I think about three about two months ago two and a half months ago now mm. and I've really found the benefit mm. of it because it's kind of like you know I think my therapist is amazing like I think she's getting into the nitty gritty understanding things and kind of really giving you food for thought and um, being able to kind of reflect mm. so for me this year is very much about building on that mm. using the foundations and the building blocks of what I've started to explore mm. on that level and kind of thinking okay what do I want to do and what do I want to achieve and I think for me one of the key things is not allowing my work to, to, to define my identity because mm -hmm. I think for so long I know we joke about it you know yeah Nigerian lawyer blah 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 but I think for a long Is time <laughs> what type of law yeah <laughs> well I do mental health and mental capacity which is ironic that you know I but you got that. you got to tell them what, what, what type of law mental health and mental capacity law <laughs> is what I do they're, they're writing this down yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but I think um, you know I think doing that mm. but not actually looking after my own mental health mm. you know? and I was just like okay so there's a problem because I'm you know there's problems going on I'm not really addressing it and I'm burying myself in work to mm. try and avoid dealing with those issues so now it's like actually confronting it recognizing it if there is a problem you're dealing with it mm. there and then mm. and, and kind of allowing yourself to to kind of understand and and also elements of being able to heal and mm. you know recognize actually parents maybe you know i suppose i did harbor some resentment towards my parents for mm. a while but actually recognizing and understanding a lot more that they did the best that they could Absolutely. for the time you know in the time that they had mm. i think it's more about recognizing that understanding that and actually letting go of mm. like a lot of the stuff that has gone on in the past and actually embracing it and saying you know what i've fortunate i'm blessed i've been i've got an opportunity you know i'm married to an amazing woman who's you know very strong-minded independent you know she's got she's on an amazing career path as well and i think together mm. recognizing the power that we can bring mm. as a couple like as individuals but as a couple and what we can do for our children and i think that for me is like what i really want to build on Sick. in 2022 do you know what i love is that we all mention mental health and it's like when and obviously i know you so it's not performatively like mm. we're not mentioning it as a shield for our, our nonsense mm. but like it's a genuine thing that we reflect on mm. when you talk about like the, your your understanding of it. Can you even describe how you realize something isn't wrong? Like I don't. It doesn't matter what the actual thing issue is. It's just like when do you realize that something isn't wrong and maybe you're not okay? 
Can you describe what that actually is? Do you know what? It's it's like um it's like so so my my trigger is that I ca- I can't get up. I can't I can't get out of bed. My bed is the most appealing place in the world mm. and slowly becoming more and more appealing. And it's almost like, you know, like I'm a get up and go type mm. person. I've got work to do and I can't focus. Yeah. And then I know and it's burnout. I know mm. that it's, mm. it's burnout's coming or I'm stressed or uh, I become really short and I'm quite, I'm very relaxed, like, you know, almost flatline. <laughs> like I'm so chilled and, you know, becoming short and snappy and, you know, and then I know that something's wrong. It's, you know, it's reiterating and, and it, the focus is the most, Im- most important thing for me. And then I, become like a recluse I become even more insular mm. so I don't want to talk to people I don't want to hear it um, my mum picks up on it first straight away because I, I won't have called or I won't go around and see her or she can hear by my voice mm. um, so yeah th- those are those are those are my triggers but yeah when when I the the first time that I really experienced it was I just I just couldn't motivate myself I just couldn't I couldn't get out of bed mm. I just couldn't mm. couldn't do it like literally yeah. couldn't do it and it's not sudden it's just you know mm. it'll be like yeah. I get up, graduate yeah i get up at seven mm. and then it'll be eight then it'll be nine mm. or you know i've got like a really good program to watch like you know it's game of thrones them times and i just can't focus on it mm. you know what i mean it'd be a really good in red wedding i can't can't get into it <laughs> you know mm. what i mean and then i know that something is absolutely wrong yeah, yeah. what's the sense for you Mel? I mean, I think while I'm touching, I think irritability for me, mm. I become quite short with people. So there might be something which... You're quite a big guy, bro. It must not be nice. <laughs> 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 with that Shout, voice. Shouting what in blue <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, I'm nothing. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> you I'm here yeah. it's, that, it's things that would normally, like, because I'm quite chilled as well. So yeah. things that normally would be water off a duck's back, I find it kind of just grinds my gears. And, yeah. you know, it, it could just be so. It could be at work. It could be someone doing something or saying something. Or, you know, my son could be making a noise. There just could be something happening. And I realise couple of weeks ago I would have been fine with that but yeah. now it's kind of bothering me and it's it's something that's so easy to project onto others yeah. but when you take time and you step back you think actually I'm not okay there's something wrong for me let me kind of reset and refocus and figure out what that is but I've learned in that in the last year like, to look for my triggers yeah. because sometimes you think I think as Marlon was describing it's easy to think it just happened suddenly mm. so it's easy to think that you know you've gone from 0 to 100 yeah. but when you look back over it when you speak to your friends and your loved ones they're like nah I've noticed you're not being yourself mm. for the last couple of days or you know I invited you somewhere you didn't want to come and your response was a bit weird or you came out and you weren't moving how you normally move so I knew something was different mm. and um, yeah so I just become more conscious of that but I think yeah definitely irritability is mine I try not to have like a Hulk rage or anything like that but it's just yeah more I guess things will annoy me that mm. normally just wouldn't bother. Oh, yeah. what about you man? I think my wife is somebody that will she picks it up straight away. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's the gift of the women in our yeah, lives. Yeah, like she just right she knows. Like mm. if there's something up, if I haven't said anything, she just knows like there's something wrong. And usually, if my response is no, I'm fine, I'm cool, like yeah. that is like yeah, she knows you, you're just chatting shit. Like, mm. like, but I'll leave you, mm. and you know when you're ready, mm. you'll come to me. But I think for me, triggers tend to be like if I start thinking about external things, uh, I don't have control over other things and it, and it starts to kind of worry me like maybe like money sometimes or you know things like that and and then it kind of starts to play on your mind a lot mm. um and then i think as well yeah so i think how i tend to be is then like, i think similar to you guys will be a bit short with people become a bit reclusive don't really want to talk to anyone mm. or just claim that everything is fine when yeah. i blatantly know it's not and i think one thing i've realized is actually when i start getting into a bit of a funk you know start talking talk about it straight away like don't let it f- 
faster and kind of actually communicate that better with my wife to say, you know what, I'm feeling a bit shitty today. Mm. Like, this is how I'm feeling, like literally. I'm just not feeling it. So if I'm gonna, if I'm a bit snappy or if I'm a bit annoyed, it's because I'm just not feeling it today, mm. whatever. So I think it's kind of communicating the feeling straight away rather than letting it fester and then letting it get to the point where my wife is having to ask me what's going on and then me fobbing her off and then, you know, yeah, she knows that there's a problem, but then it's like, well, I can't drag it out of you. So it's mm. for you to kind of, to make that connection. So I know that. And because I was diagnosed with um, reactive depression about mm. four years ago. What does that actually mean? So reactive depression, what my GP told me was basically when there's too many things going on in your life, like and it's situational and you just don't know how to kind of deal with it all mm. at the same time. And then it kind of, it, it triggers you to then fall into a bit of a, a funk and then you know you're trying to trying to manage the situation and then kind of failing miserably yeah, yeah, at yeah. it and I think one thing I realised was if I'm not keeping active as in physically uh, as well as mentally then it becomes a huge problem um, and I think as well one thing I realised is if I stop doing things like exercising and all of that that's usually as well a sign that there's something going on yeah. like if like I'm not getting that motivation to get up to go to the gym or go up, get up and go for a run as well, that's like okay, there's definitely something going on. And I think what <clears throat> I've recognised if I'm getting into that place, I will force myself to get out of the house and go to the gym because I think if I don't, then I know I'll re I'll regret it, and then I know it will kind of send a bit of a yeah. spiral. Yeah. One of the things that I think I know is just is is just to not fight it because mm. inherently my mind is strong um in in a good sense where like i i'm you know i i, I think i did a, um <laughs> i did one of those uh behavioral tests today and they called me a maverick yeah mm. and like I, I i'm a very in tune with what that who i am and what and what that looks like but i think whenever i'm told i can't you, like you can't tell me I can't. Mm. I can tell me I don't want to, which is different. <laughs> you can't tell me that I can't though. Yeah. And I think like so. So when you're just not in your flow, so in South Africa, um, uh, the, some of the people that I know, they were just like, you, you haven't been yourself. You're on too much therapy, Marvin. You know, this, this is the language they gave me. Like you, you're on too much therapy. You just need like you're not yourself. And I really thought about it. And I was like, can you do too much? So I asked my friends, like, can you do too much? They were like, yeah, because you can process things that don't require processing mm. that just things that just happen and i think actually it's like i i enjoy therapy because it it gives me an opportunity to be wrong mm. and it gives me an opportunity to learn and discover how to fix that thing like for me i'm i'm probably too mechanical about it but like i'll go there and be told that i'm i'm, I'm a narcissist i'm an arsehole and i'll be like good okay now i understand right okay cool so this is what i'm like so okay i'm open to that and i think um the consequence of that is is that it becomes too studious like and 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 the, and, and one of my things my therapist said to me is that like you don't operate in the gray like you operate with integrity honesty power like all these things yeah and they're just lines like if you're in the gray i get confused i'm like i don't know what you're doing i gotta go <laughs> test me when you're done and i think like she said that people are in the gray everyone is in the gray they're not amazing and they're not horrible they're just in the gray and you struggle in the gray. And it's like, you have to allow things just to happen. When people make mistakes, you have to allow it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's not, that's not what I learned. <laughs> like that's not, and you know, and I think um, in that it, it, it removes a lot of empathy, but I, I think I learned 10 years of stuff in two years. 
and I'm, I'm really, really grateful for it because the other side of it is that you can just go on this journey of like making incorrect understandings of what's happening yeah. for you and, you know, con- continue behaviors that hurt everyone around you and not understand something's wrong. Mm. Or, or you can go through the violent approach and it hurts, but then you're like, I- I'm never doing that again. Like I'm, I have to be different. I can't survive in this way. I can't connect to people in this way. It impacts my children this way. And like me and my kids have such an amazing relationship that like I, I, I interview them often. Um, sometimes I post little bits, but I interview them often. And I'm just like, you know, what can daddy do to be a better daddy? And their answers are so genius and simple. Mm. Like I would have been like, oh, what I got to do is like, so right now I have this thing that I need to own a piece of South Africa. So I'm trying to buy a piece of land. Here. Like it's in my head. Mm. No, no one's asking for this. It's not important to anybody else. I, I want to do this. So I'm going there, like doing all these things, setting it all up. And I could go to my son, like, how can I be a better dad? And he was like, hmm, what? well, I don't, this is not any way of throwing Nina on the bus because she's way more present and amazing than I am. But like, he was just like, if you could just help me when I'm brushing my teeth, because sometimes when I'm brushing my teeth, I don't, I don't do it properly. It'd be good if you were there. And I was like, I could do that. That's great. That's amazing. <laughs> um, and I was just like, the level of honesty and specificness to the thing that he wants, and he really means it. Mm. And I was just like, I think I was just creating too many big things that nobody wanted. Like the, what actually people, everyone wanted was just like my, my presence. Like, yo, like I, I love you and be here. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 but if I build, like I'm like <laughs> Magneto, if I build an answer <laughs> to the, and, and I realized that like, that was making me unhappy because I, I, you know, I created a life that was inauthentic to me. Mm. Like who I actually am and what I actually want to be doing. I just want to have a laugh. Like I need to laugh I'm not interested in it not being funny And so you know In that informality is a gift and a curse But also just like that's my joy And I want to find people to laugh with And I laughed a lot in South Africa um, For like four days we, I, When I, one of my friends came out they, they had just gone through divorce and, I, and they came out and they were hanging out with me and I was just like showing, I was just doing what I do. I was just going kayaking, roof, you know, rooftop, you know, in the mountain, working. Like we had, I had a structure and a discipline and they were just like, this was the best week I've, I've ever had. <coughs> and it was just because you're in nature. And when I talk to people about South Africa, it has nothing to do with people, actually. It's nature. Like I'm in mountains, I'm in forests, I'm in the sea. I don't do that here. Like I'm just And so when I come back And, I, and I'm like In Old Street or something It's the high buildings mm-hmm. It's just the energy blocker And I've just become An energy person mm-hmm. Everything is just energy I don't actually need to understand What you're saying mm-hmm. I just pick up on your vibrations yeah, And I internalise that And then if I want to be back I'll be back And if I don't I won't And I think it's like Learning all of that All in the space of two years I think that's like 10 years of growth man like I think you just were forced to be something else and really say, oh, maybe this isn't what I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so I, I, this gratefulness that I'm coming with is really, really powerful. My relationship with my children is like the healthiest and I, I spend more time with them than I probably ever have. Mm-hmm. I think I spent more time doing Dope Black Dads not around my children. It was mad. Okay, yeah. And so now we have this amazing routine they can set a watch by me. And so our relationship changed. Like, and my son's the barometer because to my daughter, I'm a hero. So whatever I do, it's amazing. But my son is like, eh, 
Mm. I was seven minutes late once, boy. Yo, that the way the guy looked at me, like I, I lost all our, our money on, on betting on horses. <laughs> he was not happy. He's like, you said seven o'clock, daddy. And I was like, but it's 7.07. And I was like, he doesn't, he's very to the line. And I realized he he he, he needs that. That's his love language. That means you care. Because yeah. you came when you said you were going to come. So that makes me such a better person. Like I'm just by the clock, by the book. And it's simpler. And I say a no to a lot to ensure that I can be those places. So I think that's really important. What 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 commitments would you make to your kids this year, do you think? Because I think as, as dads, you know, I, I'm writing the book as well, which none of you are in. So I wasn't going to swear, but I feel like I don't want to swear visually. But like... Um... Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I, I was just thinking like, you know, we have all these stereotypical things we say about men and dads, what they don't do. Yeah. And, and I, I want to honor what we do like our gift as men, the perspective we have. I know what we, you know, when I know what I bring to my family, I know. And not just the money, but my perspective and the value it has in the house, two children at that point. Do you have a commitment that you want to make to them? Like going forward, as if you notice something that you want them to be aware of or how you want to connect with them or what you want to do with them, or what you want to teach them, what you want to share with them. Do you have any of those views? I think for me, it's more about, because funny enough, we were talking about this uh, earlier on, me and my wife in terms of, with my daughter and kind of helping her more kind of educationally so kind of want to learn a way in which I can get her more excited even more excited about learning and and kind of maybe trying to understand ways in which she likes to learn Mm. and not trying to impose what I think is the way um, that she should learn and stuff so we were kind of having this discussion earlier on in terms of you know how we want to move it forward because you know my daughter's a very creative person yeah but her you know she loves her performing arts she loves dance she does anything around that kind of thing she's great at she loves it when it comes to like you know get her to read a book yeah she can read yeah she can do maths and stuff but it's just not her thing so Mm. for me it's about okay what can i do to try and you know and i say me but also you know with my wife as well what can we do to kind of try and harness 
the energies that she gives for like all the performing arts stuff how can we translate that into mm. how she can learn and then i think for my son it's about you know i i'm watching him and just seeing very much and i've, I've been saying this from for, from time that like, i just think he's somebody that like I could just see so much potential in him, yeah. like just by how he is in terms of how he navigates, um, you know, just even like playing a computer game. Like he's, he'll be four in a couple of weeks time, but mm. just seeing how he navigates, like his, his dexterity and stuff like that. So I'm thinking, okay, what can we do to kind of try and, you know, harness that mm. and kind of, that's you know, and kind of create on that even more because clearly he's going to be somebody that's going to go down that kind of route. So yeah, for me, it's about just being more present, being more alive to what my kids' needs are, what their personalities are, and trying to kind of, I suppose, harness Yellow their own. Card, by the way, ha- harness their own gifts and, mm. and kind of make it, you know, make it a positive thing yeah. mm. uh, going forward. What about you, Marv? Um, I, I, I liked hearing what, um, what Uma was saying and um, it just had me reflecting I think with my son I, f- I think kids are sometimes they're a bit like a padlock mm. like, so there's a way of getting them to open up or there's a way of achieving mm. just got to figure out the bloody combination bro, you're full of quotables isn't it bro? Man, <laughs> padlock I've been storing them I've been storing them that's how you know the girl <laughs> must be losing <laughs> their minds bro they're trying to sit there and just have a little nice food and salad and he's like oh, you're like a padlock <laughs> <laughs> Got your combination In it uh, Is that saying that was better slow Like six <laughs> Two Four Double nine <laughs> She's like oh. <laughs> Take me Take me Yo oh, no, I said padlock you know right, Yo I think I think something moved in me But I think here So that's I think so sometimes like when I speak to my son he's 12 now as I said before and I think sometimes in my head he's still maybe the 6 year old or the 5 year old mm. but I talk to him and he might be talking about music for example and he'll be more up to date with the music than I am yeah. in my head I'm cool like, I know who these artists are I know the drill artists or about football and certain games and stuff but I think yeah for me it's just about creating that bond and that relationship and then allowing it to grow mm. that not I think, I think we spoke about this when we had the retreat about Sometimes even your own family, people see you as a child mm. that you were. So in your mind, your older sister always sees you as a little 10-year-old and she doesn't really mm. see you as the man that you've become. Mm. And I thought to myself, am I doing that to my son? Am I limiting him? Yeah. Because I'm kind of imposing myself as that father, but not giving him room to flex his muscles and mm. figuring out the best way to communicate with him. And one thing about my son is he loves money. Like he, he hustles me. <laughs> left, right, left, left. <laughs> so if I want him to do something, his first question is how much you pay me? Mm. He's got, I think he's got Go Henry before he's got a Go Henry account. Mm. He wants to see the bank transfer. He wants to know the money's. <laughs> yeah. Serious things. Yeah, he wants to know the money. He's like a pretty account. woman. I like that for him. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, but I think <laughs> it, it's just that it's working out. How can I get him to the objective that I think is right for him or him and me and his mum will think is right for him? Mm. But what's the combination and the method? Mm. Because what I don't want to do is come down like a ton of bricks and say, you have yeah. to do this. Mm. You have to do that. If you don't do that, you know, you're going to end up homeless. You're going to end up going to jail. And mm. like, that's not the best way to motivate someone. There's a completely different way, but you just got to figure out the tact. Mm. And I think that's one thing I want to commit more to, like figuring out what approach works best, mm-hmm. but knowing that I might need to amend that over time as well. Mm. What worked on Monday might not work on Wednesday. So I've got to yeah. be flexible with it. But um, yeah, that, that'll be my, my padlock analogy. So so my, my daughter's uh, 13 and I've had to sort of completely rethink uh, engagement mm. with, with, with her because she's she's older she sees a lot more she's much more savvy and uh the parent the parental guidebook doesn't doesn't tell you that when they go mm. from being 
like you know 10 and wanting to hug and sit with you to she understands everything mm. <laughs> she may not display that she understands everything sure. but she, she gets mm. it you know even like the little eye movements and if i look at my fiance like you know she'll pick up everything mm. um so it's very similar to what marvin said um i i, I have sort of um have open and honest conversations or as honest as i can and what i haven't done is blurred blurred the line so she knows that i'm dad um and you know i won't tolerate rudeness and all of that sort of stuff that the discipline part that's paramount but you know flexible in 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 education and noticing when she's tired she's Mm. she's she's had a she does gym quite a lot she's tired she can come home and rest um we've recently been talking about boys because I, I, you know, when you just know, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you just, you just know. And yeah, she does the whole giddy thing. Um, like, what did I do? I caught her. I think she was like talking to someone or messaging someone and her and her friends. I just kept on hearing the name come up and I was like, oh, something not mm. right over here. Mm. And I would have said to her that the only boyfriend you can have is education mm-hmm. <laughs> that, until you're 32. And she That's took it That's the most verbatim. Jamaican thing I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> so she, but she took it as like, well, I, I won't be able to have, like, obviously I was joking, mm. but you know, that she took it very literal. Um, so we, we started to have the conversation about, you know, boys and what their interests are and, um, you know, what relationships should look like and healthy relationships and, you know, um, feelings Mm. and emotions and what love is. And, um, and she sort of warmed to me a little bit more because it had been a little bit of a battle, like, you know, get up and, you know, my daughter's one fight all the time. Like Mm. we, we, we tussle. So it's Mm. it's more time. Our our engagement is beef. Mm. (laughs) I mean, Mm. horseplay all the time, but it's, 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 it's taken a a sort of a, a turn and she'll just ask like, you know, like random questions about, you know, when did you realize you were in love? Mm. And what does that what does that mean for you? Mm. Um, what does it feel like? Um, and then the the flip side is is that, so my daughter lives in the countryside basically, and she's very interested in in inner city London and and, mm. and the culture mm. that goes with it. Um, and so she'll get the lines blurred. So I, I pulled up at a school to pick her up, and she was like, "Yes, my guy." Yes, my guy. You better apologize from the window. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But at the same time, she'd be like, But I hear you say that on the phone. And I was like, But those are my bridgings. That's mm. not my dad. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So just just establishing those, those, those boundaries. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not about. Um, so if I said that to my dad when I was 13, he would have dragged me through the window. <laughs> put me in the footwell drive <laughs> the footwell <laughs> you know what I mean but it's not about um, reacting uh, uh, aggressively you don't have to be full on like don't talk to me like that it's not that it's you know right okay that's for you and your friends and mm. this is how you address me you know what I mean I understand the plays mm. and I can do all the lingo and I understand it um, so yeah and uh, do you know what? another thing that was really interesting is her taste in music so I listen to a lot of revival, old school reggae, um, you know, a little bit of drill and stuff like that. And and um, my daughter's always said that she hasn't enjoyed uh, revival, which is mm. quite sad because we're mm. Caribbean. So, you know, you should be loving that stuff. I loved it. And then uh, she had a Spotify playlist and on there was some Beres Hammond okay. and some other ones. And mm. she was like, I really like this song. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's working, it's working. So, um, you know, we've always had a beautiful relationship, but now it's like that 
that next step and mm-hmm. and what I want to build is is ultimate trust so I want her to be able to come and tell yeah. me you know what I mean when you know to, to, uh, the understanding mm-hmm. and um, I just want her to speak to me and let me know and it's, it is that padlock mm-hmm. analogy and now it's just working out the right level of communication because mm-hmm. some days are going to be clam you know, you're not. She's not gonna want to talk to me, and I'm old school. And what's yeah. clam mean, bro? That sounds clammed weird. up. Okay, cool. clammed up. Clam- like, okay. they, they just don't talk. You mm. know something's wrong. Mm. And um, my stance was to bombard her. What's wrong? What's the issue? Tell yeah. me. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Sit down. Let's have dinner. Talk, talk, talk. But I remember at that age, you don't want to chat, do you? Mm. You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk. You've had a long day. Like talking's long. I just want to sit down and watch uh, Nickelodeon. Yeah, decompress. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, it was just just uh, uh, um, working out that combination, and it's it's like having a newborn baby, isn't it? You work, it takes you so long to work out all the different cries, and then you master it. You're like, oh, hungry, changing, mm. <laughs> you're patting it up. Oh, you need a stroll. You know, what I mean, you work out all the, and and this is like the the next phase mm. in it, working out the teenagers. Because I don't want to have bad teenagers. I, whenever I tell people I got a daughter, and they're like, oh. So you're gonna get ready for it, yeah, and don't that. let them wash their mouth, your their mouth on your child, bro. Trust My mum would always man, say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's really sick, and and I think also there's also like a probably a renewed commitment to our partners, our children, and ourselves this year. I think sometimes I always to frame the beginning of the year about things I wanted externally. So it'd be like, oh, I would like to try this, and I want to create this, but actually it's just the the people and and what my commitment is to them, and a lot of it is time prioritization um freedom resources and i think like um just just being a better partner like i think like what i i i i have a mode where i'm amazing at certain things mm. but if you take me out of that zone i do mad dumb stuff like just dumb and you'll be looking at me like no but have you run companies like yeah but if, if if i'm not operating on vision strategy revenue and like organizing mm. and you try to ask me to do something that's or, or you pull me from there and be like care mm-hmm. oh my god it just it comes out mad like the best intentions and i think it's just like being able to like graduate through those frequencies so not to go too into it and not to come out of it too much and kind of find like a middle vibration so there's certain days where like i'm i'm meant to be working and i'm just sitting there doing nothing because I, my brain won't let me go up there, mm. but it also can't go down there. And I find that I'm able to be more consistent. So when it comes to stuff like, oh, the washing machine is being fixed, my brain can be like, oh, it needs to be fixed. It might take two hours, but it got done that day. Mm. Whereas normally that's like your three week wait. Cause I just can't, I'm so like pushing, pushing, pushing. Mm. The idea of going on an app, TaskRabbit, typing in information and being like, please come to my house and fix a washing machine would just elude me. And I think like then it just things happen in the house that aren't being managed. So I think my big commitment is just to be a bit more present and pace myself a bit so I can be an actual human being and not just do, do, do externally. Mm. I think that's really good. And I think like, um, do, do you have a version of that for yourselves? Like if, if your partners are watching this, would they have a view that they'd be like, mm-hmm. There's a silent nod. <laughs> Everyone's looking bare yeah, silent Yeah, no, I'd say so, definitely. But what would that commitment look like? What would that message be? Look down the camera and talk to you. No, no what, what, <laughs> don't do that because I don't want to get in trouble. But like, what, what would the thing be? What, what's the kind of things, the areas that you want to just get better at? I, I think for me, it has to be communication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, my fiance is, is, I've said, a fantastic communicator and she can openly um, translate feelings 
and I, I'm, I'm sort of blocked off that I'm like you. Mm. I've got this very pragmatic, mm. logical way of of um, looking at things. Mm. Um, you know, if it's a problem, right? Let's strategize. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's yeah. Fix it. Um, and um, she said to me once that you know sometimes all I want to hear is that you know I just want to hug and tell me everything's going to be okay. <laughs> But if the house is burnt down, why the hell am I gonna hug you? Yeah. I tell you everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. And then we gotta go look at we gotta go look at the charred remains of our home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it, it, but 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 it's true because that that's what you do. That's part of your role, isn't it? To mm. to em, embrace that and you know um, you know make her feel your security, make her feel secure. Mm. You know, I mean, it's part of what of what you do and and. I it's just, I just I find it so hard to compute that mm. like so so hard to do that so it's it's to exactly what you said earlier is to you know develop or work on just being a little less pragmatic mm. and a little bit more empathetic and yeah. being able to switch off being a pragmatist mm. and I, but I just find it so hard because I'm always in solution focus yeah. and that's the house I was raised in like yeah. there's a there, my dad always said to me for every problem there's a solution and don't ever look at it like there's no solution there's a solution mm. and I apply that to my relationship and sometimes you don't always want to hear a solution mm. sometimes you just you know want to look at your partner's beautiful face and look at what you've achieved and mm. you know that's your solution but um yeah i think i think that's one thing that i need to focus on in my relationship yeah what would your commitment be marv well into the words out my mouth again i think it is about being solution focused mm. i think for me especially like i work in project management as well so <laughs> damn they got spreadsheets it's my gantt you, know you, know gant <laughs> gant you don't love me let me go get the gantt <laughs> where did it go wrong let's exactly. fix it <laughs> yeah. so it's project number seven <laughs> at stage <laughs> four i think i think that's it sometimes it's like I find it's that desire to want control. Yeah. And sometimes I need to say that, you know, the control's not my, I think it's what you were saying about the grey. Mm. Sometimes I need to allow things to be in the grey a little longer, yeah. let it marinate, and then we can work out a solution or work out what we need to do. Whereas, especially if I'm coming straight out of work, I'm like, right, what, what can we do? Who needs to be emailed? What yeah. needs to be done? Mm. And sometimes, no, it's just to sit and have a conversation and just mm. to figure out, you know, together what needs to be done as opposed to me imposing something. Because yeah. that could be the problem. The problem could be that I'm imposing an idea. Trust. And actually to work on a solution together is actually, you know, mm-hmm. a lot healthier. So I think, yeah, that's that's my thing mm. to kind of sit back and not feel like I always need to be switched on in that way, but that I can relax and allow allow things to work themselves out. Do you know one thing that I've started to, because obviously in therapy, they challenge you to be better and improve. Yeah. And there's something that's like, I like I like some parts of me. Like I I, I don't want to change. Like I'm, I just want to double down on who I am mm. and maybe I need to change who I'm around. Like, don't inherently like, and I feel like that feels such a mad thing to say because I always feel like you know in school and you're young they'll be like share yeah. and give and you should listen to others and you shouldn't be and you're like you just decenter yourself so much you make yourself wrong for bare things it's like I just got this ball I don't want to share it with you I don't know you in the park young boy like with the high tech who are you bro and so you know you just like I don't want to change I like me I, I like this part of me and I and this is this is the realm that I want to play in and I think I think there's a little bit of of me of just like protecting the thing the parts of me that I enjoy that I've just learned to love and finding compatibility in who you actually are yeah. one of my friends she's uh she's probably 40 i don't want to give away too much but she's in her mid to late early 40s sorry and she was just like yeah like i just have less friends like my my friends are like three people 
that's my whole crew. And obviously, like right now, I have. I, I remember I had. I had. I think I checked my phone number. I think I had six and a half thousand phone numbers in my phone. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, why? How can I be accessed by this many people? And every day it'll be like a lottery of randomness. And I think I, I told the story where like one day someone rang, and this person I love a lot, so it's fine. Well, it's not, but it is. She she rang me and she was like, oh, I'm in somewhere in South because South is mad. And this couple have had an argument mm. and he said he wants to kill himself. Could you ring him and just talk to him? And I was like, at first I was like, yeah, yeah. But then at first I was like, and say what? What if this goes wrong? I'm not qualified. I don't know. Like, and I think just like being that accessible, my day would look like that. Mm. It'd be like, I'm doing my job. Like, my, you know, the kids, school, start work, do 17 hours. It'd be nine o'clock. Mm. Then I'll just get start getting calls about stuff that are just like, none of my business really, yeah. but could you help? Mm. Could you fix? Do you know mm. someone? And I'm like, in theory, yes. Mm. But also at that point of the day, Pre- that whole day's ruined me. Mm-hmm. I got nothing. I'm on empty. Sure. So then I'm trying to be like thoughtful in the last hour, and then like you know your wife's waiting for you. Like I want to talk to you about your day, or like you're just coming home now. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sorry. I'm just like, and I just like, how do I give so much? So so post Vipassana. So I think there's two Marvins. There's pre Vipassana Marvin. There's post post Vipassana Marvin. He just says no a lot, like a lot, mm-hmm. and it, and it's really weird saying no. Sometimes I say no when I'm like. But but if you just wait two hours, I might change my like mm. I what I want to do it. I want to, yeah. but I just think it, you stretch yourself in a really unhealthy way, and then the experience isn't good. Mm. And then and I, and I think I was, I was saying to uh, Tanina this morning, just like I don't think I was present for about three years, like maybe three years. Mm. You probably were asking for stuff, and I was like, yeah yeah yeah, but I I wasn't I wasn't with you, and so it's just like that has a huge impact, man, on the people around you. Like when you're not. So it's like, you can maybe do it for five people. So just do it for five people. And then what you have left, that other people just have to accept. And it then becomes really um, much more manageable. So I think my lesson to anyone I speak to now is just be aware of, because I think my friends like late thirties is kind of like, my life's changing. Like it's not, it's not about socializing. It's about family. It's about yourself. And the one thing you have to do is like define who is urgent and important, who's, who's those people. Mm. And, and then you need people who just get it a little bit, who aren't going to give you a hard time for just being a bit shit, a bit tired, missing something, coming late. Just like those people. And I think um, there's a beauty in the simplicity of that. So that's my big lesson of commitment is just to like really shorten who gets this, the, the good experience yeah. and then just be around for last for everything else. And that's the only commitments I can make. Also, activism isn't fun. If anyone is listening, do not think that if you are fighting, changing lives, that is jokes. It is not. Yo, it's long days. Do you know how hard it is to wake up and be like, everything that's on news and Twitter is partially, not your responsibility, mm. but could land on your door. Yeah. Marvin, what's your views on this racist person who said the racist thing on Thursday? How do you feel about that? Do you want to come and talk about it? And you're like, no, don't. And also just like you realize how much of it comes out every day. And there are some people who do an amazing work, but it's not, it's not actually, a, it's not a living, living experience, it's not real life. Mm. You, you're just on offensive and you've got stuff you want to say and you, you're annoyed by things. And like the other day I saw DT from AFTV. Mm. He went to, he went to prison for, I think it was like kidnap, stalking. Violent stalking. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, it was like a list. It was a wild bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, and, I sat there and I was livid. 
Like that, I hate, I hate violence against women so much. It drives me mad. Like it's just, and I'm sitting there and I'm getting annoyed and I'm like, I'm, I want to tweet something really poignant. Mm. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know why. Like, because you can, like, but, but why? Why do I need to say something? Mm. And I was like, actually, I'd rather process why it moves me so much. Mm. And so I went away and just and did a work stream on it. Like, I, I, for, for, for me, it's like you, you want to be able to use your platform for the right things. But when you use it for everything, it then doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And I think also just like you start living and seeking out sad, horrific things to experience. Yeah, yeah. So there's an on time and then there's a time when you're just not. And if yeah. something happens when you're not, like it just happens. And you got to let it go and other people will pick up the weight. And it's like, if you don't rest, it really does impact. Like, and I, obviously my, my, my job, like the thing I do is DEI. So you're, I, I know everything that happens in every country uh, to every intersection all the time. It just gets presented as a thing that we may have to consider. And I think it's really important to like find real authentic joy that is not independent on what you do or what's happening, good or bad in the world. That's just yours. So hobbies is my big commitment to myself. Do you have commitments to yourself? I want to. I think my hobby. I think my hobby will be something physical, the way I, I bust a sweat. I, I, I want to like exert some energy, in a way. Omar's laughing because he's a child. <laughs> I was thinking of badminton. I was thinking of badminton. I was not thinking of things that Umar does. Probably by himself, actually. So I go, <laughs> yeah, I, do, I do go running by myself. <laughs> right. I think Umar should take this one. <laughs> well, uh, commitments uh, to myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think for me this year it's more about. I think it's two things. One, it's focusing on the physical, mm. uh, and then that will kind of lead to the mental as well. So it's kind of like focusing on the physical health, just making sure that I am consistent in terms of, mm. you know, working out at least three times a week as a minimum. Also, I think commitment is to do more things for myself as a person. Because I think and one of the things I kind of explored with therapy is that I think I spend a lot of time doing stuff for everybody else. And I always mm -hmm. put everybody else's needs mm. before my own. And I think I need to be a little bit more selfish in terms of, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but just meaning, you know, find, create the time to do more stuff for myself mm. that I enjoy. Because I think because I've got so used to doing stuff for everybody else, I actually don't know what it is that I like to yeah. do for myself. And I think mm. it's funny. I think the last couple of weeks, I've just found myself suddenly switching on my Xbox again. I was like, oh, I'm nice. going to play FIFA. And I was just like, yeah. And even like this morning, I think I got up at, I think I put like half five. I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to log on to work, but I'm not going to do that till about half six. I'm going to do for an hour. Made myself a nice filtered coffee because yeah, I got cafetiere now. George Clooney just been like, you know, <laughs> like, trust me when I say, like, I, I'm not doing that whole instant business anymore. Like, wow. There is something about pouring in the cup. Sorry, I know this isn't a coffee thing, but pouring the coffee granules, letting it rest, and then pushing that plunger down. That smoothness of that coffee. Jeez. Why are you and Marvin Jeez. on crunch? I'm telling you. Bro, because we're video now, yeah? Is that what it is? Yeah? It, went, it went brighter over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gallo fan base had that. Uh, All right. <laughs> but no, so literally, I'm like, I had my nice coffee with like my French vanilla creamer in there. And I was just like, I'm going to play FIFA. And I literally I was like, I'm just going to do that. 
Well, kids are sleeping, wife's sleeping. I was like, I'm just going to play FIFA. And that gave me joy for like for the half an hour that I was playing FIFA. I was just like, yeah, I'm set. I'm all good. So I think I want to do more stuff like that, just being random. And also I think just doing a lot of random stuff. So I think one thing that I'm hoping to do is a friend of mine is getting married in San Jose in May. Mm. So actually I haven't had a solo trip before for a long time. I can't even remember the last time I went away on my own, but I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go on my own. Uh, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to go oh. spend five days a week out there. Just explore and just yeah. go out and just do a thing. <laughs> you know, and, you know yeah. what? I can't explain like how uh, the evolution of individual time hit me because I, I don't spend time alone. Mm. I'm just, there's always a thing. So, yeah. so traveling alone and like stuff like half term when the kids go to the grandparents house, like that's actually a free week. It's like, yeah, like now it's fun for them to do that and before they were too young and it was like no we're gonna be there and we'll all hang out together now it's like go hang out with your grandmother and chill mm. and then you've got cousins there and stuff so when i when i do that i just travel and you sit places and you're like oh my thoughts like i they 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 just they do different things like i can create differently and like silence doesn't bother me as much like this is why i start reading i start writing stuff i do voice notes now mm. to myself like it's just like that little bit of self-interest. Mm. And, I, and I think maybe this is just late 30, 40 energy. Like this is what happens. Cause you've done all the stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. You built all the concepts and things didn't work, whatever. But like now you're just like, what about me? Mm. I don't even know if I've ever even asked that question before. Cause even when it was like, what about me? it will be like from a mad place of like, I want something low vibrational. Mm. Now it's like, I want high vibrational things for myself. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting you say that. Cause I think like my therapist said, she's like, but yeah, what about you? Like, what, what is it that you want to do? And what, what are you about? And I'm just like, and I start saying stuff she's like, no, that's for other people. Mm. What about you? And kind of like really having to think about that question. Cause I think, you know, you're being a black man being a dad, being a yeah. husband, being, you know, a work colleague, a brother, whatever. I think like we wear so many hats mm. that it's so easy for you, you know, you Marvin, you Marlon, you Marvin, me Umar, for, for who you are to be right at the bottom of the list yeah. in terms of like, what, what am I about? Because you're so focused on doing all these multiple roles on the same day, every day, yeah. that you just forget who you are. And I think, you're right. It's so important to kind of create that individual time and actually sit down and work out what yeah. what do I like to do? What yeah. what am I about? Who you know? What what is it that I like? Is it that I like to do low energy type of stuff? If, if that is what it is, then that's cool. Like sitting there playing FIFA, I'm cool with that. Like yeah. that gives me joy. Mm. Or is it that I want to go climbing mountains or traveling the world or whatever? Mm. Whatever it is that brings you joy, and I think it's so important that we have to create that space and that time to yeah. understand who we are as individuals. And then go out and do that. We haven't got long, but like, do you feel like how men are spoken about impacts how much you center yourself? Do you think it's just like, because I, sometimes I think like, am I am I trying to be an impossibly great father because they say men aren't great fathers? Like I'm trying to really, really show. And when I, th I, was, I was talking to somebody and they were like, well, I, well, where, well you're, you're away. So I was like, yeah, I'm away. And then they were like, well, we're like, what about your kids? And I was like, well, we have a way of just structuring things so that actually I do spend more time with them now mm. than I've ever done in my whole life. I was like, oh, and they're like, okay. I was like, yeah, but like, you know, you think about in the morning, you have two hours and in the evening, you might have two hours. Weekends, you have like a 10, 15 hour day. 
And I was like, I'm, I'm, I do a full, I do a half day on a Saturday and a Sunday, like intentional time. I had a one-on-one time with my son the other day. Went to the forest, walked around Epping Forest, and we went bird looking for birds. And I let him lead, which was the sickest thing ever, by the way. Like, don't let your son lead you around Epping Forest. Trying to find a car was a mad thing. But like, it's, it's just like I, I, I've swapped this kind of overall being around my children mm. in this really directional time. Mm. And it's so rich, but then every moment out of it, like they're, a, I like them to express themselves. Like, go, don't be like my son. Don't just be up under me and be like, we're doing this now next and we're going to a birthday party. And it's like, B, what do you want to do? So he'll just sit there and kick a ball against the wall. I taught him this thing about, Glenn Huddle was talking about it, where it's like you have three points on a wall and you use your left, right foot and try and hit each point yeah, yeah. and you get good on both feet. So he's doing that every day. He just gets the ball out, bam, bam, bam for hours. Obviously it's annoying, but like he he just has time on, on his own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, also like you just want, I want him to have experiences with his family that's concentrated and like people concentrated, but he's got to set the agenda. So this is the first half term where him and Ocean may separate because he's like, I want to go to my, uh, my half term thing at my school. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to go see my cousins. So she's going to go probably Bristol. He might stay here. And I'm like, I love that. That's dope. Yeah. Like one day I, w- I want him to travel with me. I want him to see me work. That's really, really important mm. to me. And it's like, and I think maybe my values and the way I, I see children and what the value is, is that they need to see me in my power and they see me happy mm-hmm. more than they just need to see me. Mm. And that doesn't diminish the amount of time you should be seeing them. But I always worry about when, if kids are watching their parents argue and like, like crushing themselves mm. and just doing, being dutiful, but not, happy and powerful yeah. and it's like there's a there's a, uh, a, a esther perel she's a sex no she's a relationship uh counselor mm. and she was talking about like sexual polarity and like seeing your partner in their power like you know when you like you see your your, your, your partner just like being their best selves yeah. at work mm. like speaking on a zoom call or something you're like oh you're really holding this down isn't yeah, it, it? You're like, wait, <laughs> you're like, hey press me you and that, you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to start getting gassed, and it's like, how often do you get to see them in their power? And because you're just you like, and I, and I think this is a parenting dynamic. So it was always like us four did everything together in blocks, and we moved around doing things in blocks. So no one got a rest, and then we just decided that maybe we do things in dovetails. So I, I do. I take them one time and then you take them sometime. Then we do stuff together. Then I take one and you take one. So this this new relationship of like. That's my, that's my guy. I, I hang out with him. It's nothing to do with parenting. That's my guy. And I feel yeah. like it's a different relationship and a richness. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, what I'm saying is that commitment to yourself helps your family. And we never see it that way. We always think we just have to be present and there like, and we're like this on our phone rather than be like, yo, I spent four hours away, but now I'm back. And like, what's going on? How are you doing? And you've got energy and care. And I think there's something about like how we perceive a present active and loving father that we have to review mm. any thoughts from you guys because i'm going to wrap up now no i think I, I agree with that i think um yes. there definitely is something beautiful about having that very intentional time with your children and i think one thing that i've started to do actually since um schools went back was on a fr- like on a friday mm. we've now had a tim hortons which is a canadian coffee chain not You're really into coffee, isn't it? Yeah. I love yeah. Coffee Listen, and donuts, they're really amazing. No, we're going to get you a sponsor, it's fine. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but one thing I do is like on a Friday, if she's had a good week, we'll go to Tim Hortons after school on a Friday afternoon. We'll sit there, we'll, you know, she'll have a hot chocolate and a donut. Mm. 
I'll have a coffee, obviously, uh, and a donut or two, um, and and kind of just chill and just like me and her one on one, just mm. do that whole thing. And even sometimes, like with my son, I'll try and do stuff with him one on one because I think it's like you say, I think it's important that your existence isn't that we're always doing stuff as a four, like you know, it's, we're not always doing things. And I, th- I think because on a Monday he finishes early from like he goes to nursery so he doesn't go to his childminder on a Monday so last few months it'd be like my wife has been taking him like she'll do different activities with him because I've been teaching and stuff but now it's like okay the, the other week before we got COVID um, we went to like the local trampoline place it's like yeah Sick. cool like it's just literally I was like okay cool had came home had lunch I was like He's like, oh, so what are we doing? I was like, we're going flip up. Mm, All right, cool. Yeah. And then literally, it was just just like that. Just went jumping around. He tired the hell out of me. <laughs> but it was great because it was just like, it was something that he wanted to do. And I was just like, I'm just going to go with the flow. You know, oh, dad, can I have a slushy? Mm. Okay, fine. Like, just, yeah. you know, whatever you want. Mm. You know, it's, it's all good. And I think doing stuff like that is so important because it kind of helps to strengthen that bond and that relationship with your children kind of on a one-to-one, mm. but also, you know, kind of collectively as well, because they feel that they're having that time with their parents, like individually. And I think, especially with my daughter who's six going on seven, mm. I think it's just important to, you know, continue to hone those relationships and stuff. So mm. yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. So, and the closing thoughts from you, Marv? Um, I think in line with what um, Umar was saying, I think we've, a few years ago, we had an appreciation jar. So when we'd done something of note, we'd all put something in the jar. And then at the end of the year, at the start of the new year, we'd read it. Mm. So we've not done that for the past few years, but it was always interesting to see what my son would put in there mm. because it might be, I got the new Jordans I wanted. Mm. And I wouldn't have thought that I was as significant as maybe mm. he thought. So I, yeah, that's that's one of the things I suggest. Mm. Create an appreciation jar, write them down. Because you do forget after the year, you forget what you've done. Mm. And it's nice to read back after the end of the year. Mm. What about you, Marlon? Um, <clears throat> so uh, uh, my, my daughter had a party for her 13th uh, birthday. And I invited every man and his dog, <laughs> woman as well. Everyone it's came. Awkward. I didn't get invited. Did you get invited? No. Did you get invited? <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's awkward. It was awkward. During when Omicron kicked off, so I was thinking of you guys. And you're having parties, yeah? Yeah. Chocolate Boris is there. Hello. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> had a party. And so she got loads of money. And um, so I thought, right, cool. I'm looking around the room. You need a speaker. You know, you might want some new clothes. You get jeans. I'm trying to plan it out for her. And what she wanted was a pair of Jordans. Okay. She'd already seen them in kick game. And, you know, I'm trying to wear my parent hat and feel like, you know, it's a horrendous amount of money to spend on Jordans. But I would have, I was 13 and I really mm-hmm. wanted the sick tailwinds. And I thought, you know what? It's cool, man. Yeah, let her do it. So she's got the sky blue uh, Jordan 4s. I think they are cold. And she's happy. Um, So... It's, it's, it's a lot more of, of that just just being a, a listener a decent listener mm. and you know within reason making things happen mm. um, and I think that, that that's helped a lot so yeah that's my closing thoughts that's sick man uh, guys thank you so much for listening this has been a Dope Lad Dad podcast please make sure you rate and subscribe and comment underneath say which one is your favourite superhero my name is Marvin with a Y just in case you weren't sure <laughs> <laughs> know the name of your favourite person in the podcast um, just and uh, no. <laughs> they're they're going to say yellow That's what they're going to say <laughs> This is a deliberate choice <laughs> Anyone talking crud oh, no. Yeah. No, no, Don't read the comments man I, I did the kickoff with uh, True Geordie And I read the comments And I was like These are actually pretty good But the second time No one mentioned me And I was like 
<laughs> I'm somebody as well um, but yeah thank you so much for listening uh, we very much appreciate you we'll be back uh, next month with a, a visual version of it uh, but the weekly version is always available wherever you get your podcasts um, and uh, sometimes you guys weren't in none of them either which is weird somehow do you want to come on those as well because it'd be great the actual podcast that we do aside from the visual ones because uh, the second time no one turned up yeah, I'm uh, down as long as it fits with my schedule. When, when was that? Did you, did you send it? There was one today. I turned up and there was like the guest. The guest just didn't turn up. He was driving, and then none of you was there. So I, I, I yeah, this is the second week in a row. So I've, I spoke uh, kindly and ref, uh, <laughs> reflectively to my team as to what's going on, and they were also confused. So um, we'll be back with our audio podcast uh, next week, and then we'll do a visual one once a month, so you can see how beautiful and in shape we really are as black men. Remember, my name is Marvin with a Y. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you know all of that's going to be cutting it it's just going to be like all of it's going to be cut, thank you for listening but also they're going to say the other Marvin and it's going to be like oh. <laughs> so I'm not with the Smith I said it boys. twice yeah and I spelt it and it's still uh, cool amazing we didn't get to drink and you have no cups here so. Dope Black Podcast Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 